Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Vanderveer, here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders. And tonight we are talking about feeling helpless. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We have been offline uh, for many weeks and we are so happy to be back. <laughs> sorry for our absence. Sorry. And sorry for interrupting. I just wanted to... <laughs> It feels so good to be back. It does. Uh, we've been teaching a lot. And as COVID seems to be lessening, we've been um, more in the field and less on the mic. But we are so happy to be back on the mic because it is our happy place. And yes. we've been talking for like two hours before yeah. we started. <laughs> I, know. I know. Finally, we were like, should we actually record yeah. tonight? We hadn't even <laughs> caught up on our lives. That's how busy we've been. <laughs> But we're yeah. happy to be here. We are. And, and one of the things we were talking about is what's going on in the world. And it's been so long since we've done this that the whole Ukraine situation wasn't even a thing the last time we recorded, but it has been developing and it continues to, um, continues to develop. And it's concerning to everyone in the entire planet right now. Um, it's so many aspects to it are concerning, just the overarching, um, the concern for the, the civilians of Ukraine, the concern that what does this mean, you know, for our economy? What does this mean? Is this the beginning of the, the, the third world war? Is that there's the whole nuclear component? So there's much that um, the collective has fear over. It's, it is a combination of, of feeling fear, feeling anxious, and also feeling helpless. And also guilt. I've mm -hmm. had a lot of people feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. um, when, when I, when kind of the whole Ukraine thing started, I was on a trip and we, we were celebrating a friend who was getting married, who's getting married. And we were like, how can we be having fun mm -hmm. when something so awful is happening on the other side of the world? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of my students are, are saying the same thing. Um, almost like their very happiness is creating guilt for them. And, that, and that's awful because you're either feeling bad or you're feeling good. And then you're feeling bad for feeling good. So mm -hmm. it's like, there's no, no way out of that. Um, but for, I mean, we can first address that, which is like happiness sets the grounds for social change. Mm -hmm. Happy, happy people don't, cause harm. So we want happiness. Happiness is something that's contagious. Happiness is an enlightened state. Um, so we don't want anyone feeling guilt for their happiness. It's okay to feel good in the world. And also you can still want to help. It, yeah. you know, it, feeling bad is not required for being um, a helpful individual. <laughs> exactly. And we, we can feel empathy and we can you know, feel for the people who are currently undergoing a difficult situation, but us being angry or not allowing ourselves to feel happiness won't actually make their situation better. Our happiness will get us in a better mindset to lead. Exactly. We always talk about meditation being the first step in social change. You know, it's, you have to um, 
a lot of our students have been telling us, you know, well, it doesn't feel like meditation is enough, but the act of meditation itself is helping because it's cooling the collective. Now, th th wars happen um, when you have heated tempers. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole world is too hot. You know, we have fires, we have global warming, and we have, you know, too much anger in the collective. So your your actual act of meditation is cooling that down. Mm -hmm. The whole world needs cooling, and that. So so the very act itself is doing that, as well as when you meditate and come out of meditation, then your actions are more relevant. Mm -hmm. So if you're concerned that meditation isn't enough, then just know that your meditation is what is gearing you to hear from your intuition, what is the next step? What is the most helpful thing for the all of evolution? Um, and, and it will help you in leading from a grounded place as opposed to leading with fear or leading with anxiety. And that is, when I heard you say that before, it was really like that, that <laughs> is what we need because as we were discussing before, a lot of our students, um, a lot of meditators have reported experiences of very intense meditations, very, you know, anxious meditations, very, one of my students was having like, post-apocalyptic dreams mm -hmm. uh, of wars um and she she was like there's nothing really stressful going on in my individual life and um and we've discussed that you know our practice isn't just for ourselves you know when we meditate we are you know cleaning the stress in our own individuality but we are also cleaning the stress of the collective mm -hmm. and so even though it seems very um, very simple what we do it's actually super powerful and you know we there's a uh, group meditations at certain times and everything but a lot of of meditators have prepared like I want to do more mm -hmm. and and that's when what you said really hit the mark I feel like I said it better before but <laughs> no no <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I feel like if we are feeling fear and we're feeling anxiety and then that is going to make us act with that energy and then we're just going to be putting that back into the collective. You know, we don't, we don't want to offer fear to an already frightened world. What we want is to offer the antidote to fear. We want to offer our big consciousness um, because that is what makes people feel better to be around. And that is what helps us to get to that place where we say in med meditators have a phrase that comes from the Bhagavad Gita. We didn't come up with it. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> I wish I came up with it. It was Krishna, you know. <laughs> I guess he could take credit. And <laughs> the phrase is yoga stakuru karamani, which means... Um, established in being perform action <laughs> there's no trademark after it no little thing <laughs> so krishna's okay with us using it <laughs> and you know funnily enough of uh, uh krishna tells this phrase to arjun in the battlefield so it mm -hmm. really does apply yeah <laughs> exactly it's not even a metaphor <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's because a lot of 
you know, people might think that, you know, oh, spirituality. Okay. But how does it apply to like really intense things in wars? Like, well, this is happening in a war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's interesting about that story is he was called to fight. You know, he wasn't called to, to sit under a tree, but, but he was called to fight, but first he had to become enlightened. (laughs) Exactly. It was, it was, it wasn't, um, it wasn't okay. You just have to become a yogi. It was like, you have to become a yogi and then you can be a warrior. Exactly. That because that is the way in which you will know exactly what to tackle and how to lead and how to truly make that change from an expanded consciousness state. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I like to think of us as as like feminine warriors, mm-hmm. um, not just because we're ladies, <laughs> <laughs> but because we are warriors from that consciousness state that sees, um, like I, I've often thought about like, well, how does the, you know, as the feminine is rising, we have this, this everyone talks about like, okay, the feminine is having this, this moment of rising. And well, what does it look like to fight from the feminine point of view? And the truth is to fight from the feminine point of view is to make your enemies, your disciples, to, to bring your enemies into the fold. So it's a unity action. It's not stamping people out. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so if we wanna become warriors, there's different ways of being a warrior and to be a feminine warrior and, that, and, all, and men can do this too, it's not just for women, is to cool the collective and to, to see people who are other than us as the same. And it's almost like we can help what's happening in Ukraine by just helping what's going on in our own neighborhoods. To me, the, the war is not on between, the war is not happening in Russia, it's happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not one localized conflict. It's the, the problem that needs or it's not even a problem, but the ignorance that needs um, light shed upon it is everywhere. And it's the same ignorance. So it doesn't matter where you're shining the light on, you are, you are a warrior in the same war. That is beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Krishna did not say that. This was, this was actually me. That is her. <laughs> And I love it because we we have to treat the collective as a being. Whatever is happening in the collective is just an expression of what's happening mm, yes. inside. The micro and macro. Exactly. Thing. Yes, yes. Because Very- everything is one. Everything is like a fractalization of mm-hmm. the oneness. So it's it's so what's happening in the micro story is happening in the macro story. Mm-hmm. So what we have in our own individual lives, there's some version of it happening in the grander collective story as well. And so w- when we understand ourselves and have self-realization, we also understand that greater story. And then not only do we know how to help our own individual selves, but we also know how to help in that grander sense, mm-hmm. in that big story as well. So it's not like, it, it, it's like if you help your individuality, and you, you go within and you enlighten your own consciousness, you're also contributing to the enlightenment of the collective. 
because the collective um, is just made up of lots and lots of indi individual points. Mm -hmm. You know, it's made up of individuals. The only way the collective shifts is because it shifts on the level of the individual. So that's really the best thing you can do. That is the problem. It's a consciousness problem. Yeah. What's going on in Ukraine? What's going on everywhere over the, all over the world is a consciousness problem. So the only way you fix a problem like that is on the level of consciousness. The only way we fix the collective consciousness is on the level of the individual. That's why your meditation practice is so important. It's, it is hugely helpful. So, so it, just knowing that will hopefully help alleviate some of those feelings of helplessness because if you're meditating, you're already doing much more than you could possibly know. Um, and then also it will help point you in a direction. If you do play a role directly with this particular story, mm -hmm. it will help you to know how to play, which role that is and give you the energy to play it effectively. Yeah. And to not, we don't want to contribute to the problem either. You know, there's a lot of people who feel this need. They have all this anxiety when it comes to whether it's this situation or, you know, take your pick. We've got the pandemic. We had kids in cages. We had, you know, you know, the January 6th, like, like I don't know, pick your, mm -hmm. take your pick. We've had a series of events where that need of like, it's been so obvious that there's imbalance in the world mm -hmm. and there's that need to like, wow, there's urgency. We need to fix this imbalance because it's just, there's these things happening everywhere. And you're not going to have a direct role in every single thing, but if you do, you don't want to bring your stress to that situation. Even with all good intentions, you come in, it's like, imagine like, a, let's go down to the macro. Like imagine there's like a family quarrel happening. Like if you come in to try and break up the fight, but you're all also angry and you're also- yeah, You come like, in yelling and- Right. Hitting people like <laughs> and throwing mm -hmm. dishes at the refrigerator and saying, Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I assume all Italian families argue. So I'm just going with that. <laughs> Unlike my family, which everyone would just bottle it up and not speak for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm imagining what, you know, like a family that does argue you know, which is way healthier than the bottling up, by the way, um, you know, how that would be. <laughs> and if you come in guns blaring, you're actually just adding fire to the fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we do want to come in as, as our best self and offer that. And that, <laughs> and that will make a difference. Like I have a student, um, she's soon to be a teacher a Vedic meditation and um she's a feminist a big feminist and this is what she said meditation did for her she was like I used to be an angry feminist and now I'm just a feminist <laughs> and I love that because yeah she used to lead by being angry and she wasn't advancing as much she wasn't yeah. leading properly she wasn't leading by example and meditation changed that. And she still, you know, is, she's a leader of that cause and she does amazing things, but she does it from a different state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so what she's able to accomplish from that has been much greater. And I just want to mention, it's totally okay to feel angry about these things that are happening in the world. We're not saying like that 
dismissing or saying anyone's feelings are invalid because I feel the same thing when I look at my phone and I see the pictures of people who look like they could be my best friends, you know, women, my age, people with children, like leaving their homes, having their Mm -hmm. relatives hurt. Like I, I feel angry. I feel upset and sad and all those feelings, but that's not what I lead with. Mm -hmm. You know, I let it process and then I don't act from that place. So like, that's not, you, you don't need that to motivate you, you know, and, and going back to the Bhagavad Gita, you know, back to our friend Krishna, (laughs) who hopefully doesn't send me a cease and desist order for using his words, (laughs) a cosmic one. Um, He, he, whenever they talk about what he says, and you imagine this guy, He's a charioteer for Arjun. For those of you who don't know the story, basically um, Krishna is the charioteer for Arjun, who's an archer, and this battle is about to begin. And before the battle begins, Krishna pulls Arjun aside and basically teaches him how to be a yogi and how to reach you know, a high state of consciousness before the battle starts. And, and Krishna, I mean, Arjun is going to fight against his cousins. Right. So this, this, he's fighting his actual family. So back to the mamma mia. <laughs> see micro and macro see it all goes together (laughs) it all goes together very well (laughs) and everything krishna says it says krishna smilingly spoke so here's a guy on the battlefield and he's ready to 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 fight this whole army but he's not angry he's he's like mona lisa smiling it's actually he he even sings gita is right song song. so he's like humming along (laughs) And you know, I imagine that like Mona Talk Lisa expression, Gita. the musical, <laughs> the musical. <laughs> oh my God, we have to do that. That's so funny. Sorry, Mona Next, Lisa. Yes, Back to Mona Lisa. <laughs> well, it's Italian, right? You know, we're this is all coming together, but but um, <laughs> it is it is like it is like a musical. He's singing. He's he's not angry. Is, is my point. This is not a guy who's, um, who's enraged and is about to, um, use that for his motivation. Exactly. He's, he's, he's the most powerful warrior on the battlefield and he is completely grounded. And, and even though he's not speaking from a place of anger, that doesn't mean that he's not standing up and fighting right. for what he knows is right. Exactly. So a lot of people think like, if I lose my anger, I'll lose my position. I'll lose what I'm standing for and what I'm fighting for. And that doesn't have to be the case. It's actually better because sometimes, I mean, anger has a purpose, you know, it, it, it can fuel some things, but we want, we don't want to lead with that. As you were saying, because it kind of blinds a lot of the perspective and a lot of the options that we can take to make things better. Yeah. I think about like my kids make me angry all the time, but I try and wait until that's processed before I interact with them. Because if I don't, then I'm going to be dealing with them in an irrelevant way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I just have this Italian family in my <laughs> Mama mia. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna next time I yell at them, I'm gonna sound like an Italian. But the year toys away or <laughs> I will take your spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) 
like I have um, a very good friend of mine. Uh, she lives in New York, and she was very helpless about the whole situation. She didn't feel like her meditation was enough, and so she was like, "I have to volunteer. I have to do something." So she went to the Ukrainian church um, in New York. Yeah, she was like. I, I want to volunteer. And so they were very happy and she was volunteering. They were putting stuff in boxes to send. And I found this to be so beautiful because she was touching the things that they were sending and she would kind of put Soma. Soma is a Sanskrit word for like consciousness flow. And, um, and it's one of the most precious things that we can offer. So she wanted to box the things that each of the people in Ukraine were going to receive with Soma. So she was just not, not only just like packing the stuff, but she wanted, you know, the consciousness and everything that she was doing t- to be able to actually be felt by the people. Yeah. Wow. It. And I thought that was so beautiful. She's like literally sending love. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. And it, and it is um, important to if you do feel like you do want to play an active role there are it doesn't take too much research to find things you Mm -hmm. know there's there's now refugees coming to the united states who need help there's situations where you can send money you can send um actual items there's lots of organizations that are they're doing lots of good things so so if if you feel pulled to if you feel called to do something then then there, there are opportunities out there to do so. Um, but like, I do want to make the point though, that it's, that um, whether it's you're directly working for Ukraine, you, you know, the, the problem is the news, like it's, it's almost like we have the tragedy of the week and then it's mm-hmm. like forgotten yeah. and then it moves on to something else. And so sometimes I think about like, well, Afghanistan was like the hot tragedy not so long ago. Mm-hmm. And those people still exist. Those refugees are still here. That tragedy didn't fix itself. It's just that the lens, the eye of Sauron moved, you know, off of Afghanistan and is now in Ukraine. That's not to belittle anything about Ukraine. Like they need help too. But just knowing that there's so many avenues of help yeah, and that you can pick any of them. You don't have, it doesn't have to be this one particular, you know, um, situation du jour mm-hmm. um you know help suffering look for suffering any suffering and help there find that mm-hmm. it's 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 all the same suffering it's all the same ignorance it's all the same suffering any any help is is helping that one bigger problem yeah and it i mean and if you don't want to take it that far and you don't want to you know go to a center to volunteer it can just be, you know, smiling at somebody in the street who you think yeah. is having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be whatever you choose to be, but we want to share our state of consciousness with the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's multiple definitions for Dharma, but the one that most resonated with me even more so than our individual role in the evolution of all things. Because mm-hmm. to me, that there's pressure there right Mm -hmm. it's like well what is that what is that like that thing i'm supposed to be doing at any minute you know maybe i'm off my dharma am i am i supposed to be you know making pizza right now am i supposed to be driving to the library like what what is 
what is that? Am mm-hmm. I missing the intuition and maybe I'm off of it? Um, so that, that definition always bothered me a little bit because I had that pressure, but there's another definition, which is, you know, Dharma is that connection. It's that contact. It's a mm-hmm. contact of universe of universality through our individual sequence to all their individual sequences, you know, through our in- universality, through our individuality to all other individuals. And that definition to me, I liked because it means that no matter what you're doing, if you are just embodying that bigger consciousness, it's dharmic. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing is helping the evolution of all things so long as you are yoga sakuru karmani, mm-hmm. <laughs> established in being. As long as you're established in being, whatever you're doing is highly relevant and helpful. Yeah and dharmic exactly and it it can change you know well yeah if you're established in being then spontaneously you will be doing exactly one thing which is you know the thing that is most evolutionary for all beings and it changes it changes second by second Mm -hmm. but but to (laughs) me it's it's that's that's the key it's like get yourself established in being and then you are acting for all of us. So it seems like our practice is very innocent. And that's what it's supposed to be. Like, it's very easy, effortless practice. But the effects of what it does are so big and so amazing because it establishes ourselves in being and the action just spontaneously happens. Mm-hmm. It's just something that starts to happen on its own. So. I'm just venting about how wonderful our practice is, but that has to be the basis, you know, first we establish and then our actions will follow and there'll be so much greater than we could possibly imagine because we, we used to be stressed and our actions used to come from that. I really want a coffee cup that says established in being and being <laughs> with a little coffee bean saying it. Establish the bean. bean perform action. That's cute, right? <laughs> I love it. In the coffee, then you can put all the action you want. Right. <laughs> Which isn't true. Coffee is stimulating. We want to go the other way, but still, it would make a cute coffee bug. <laughs> we should do meditation without borders, established in bean. In bean. In bean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the whole point of our podcast is you know, being the change. That's, that's why it's being exactly it's not, it's not be the change it's being the change see how we did that there you know <laughs> <laughs> we're clever right <laughs> we're amazing you know <laughs> just in case anyone missed that <laughs> <laughs> we're big on the being <laughs> we love it we love it and also you know our, our kind of theme for meditation without borders is meditation itself is an act of social change yes yes that is our that is our motto mantra whatever you know slogan (laughs) it also needs a coffee mug we should (laughs) absolutely do them but instead of coffee it's like if you know golden milk mug yeah exactly it's not it's not coffee (laughs) 
golden milk mugs. <laughs> That's a new trend. In all seriousness, I do hope that um, some of what we had to say today can help in just alleviating that feeling of helplessness. And, you know, whenever we have one of these uh, topics, it's because it's what we're experiencing too. Mm-hmm. So that's how we pick, we pick it is because we're feeling that, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard to be a witness to these parts of the story and the big story arc of life. Um, but, you know, it's in times of great difficulty that heroes come forth. You know, it's, it's, this, these are the contrast opportunities where you can really show, um, you know, this is where people can really show the best sides of themselves without conflict that everyone's just seems the same, happy, hang out, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's when things get really tough that, and even in your own individual life, you'll notice this, you know, if you've ever gone through a tragedy, suddenly you lose half your friends, but the ones you have, you know what they're made of. So, um, so in this too, we get to see beautiful acts of humanity and it brings out the best in lots of people. Yeah. So it's like the play of light, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're big on light, but, um, but we do, we need light and we need shadow and the play of that is what makes it beautiful. <laughs> Yes, I do like lights. <laughs> I, I I like like walk-ins, and I do like light the um, <laughs> light the, the person and light the right light the, the element the phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's all go big on lights in these next next few weeks. And um, if anyone wants to reach out to us, we're happy to hear what you what you're going through. You know, we're going through it too. Um, our teacher, Tom Knowles has been organizing these global group meditations as a way of cooling the collective. I believe they're on his website. Is that true? Uh, I think so. And if not reach reach out to us and we'll tell you the times, it's not something that you have to log into. It's just an effort for, um, a lot of meditators to be meditating at the same time so that the, the effects of meditation are, more powerful and that right. will helps the cool the collective um in a in a bigger and better way imagine like every time you meditate it's drawing the bow back you know mm-hmm. the, the bow of consciousness back so when all of us decide we're going to meditate at the same time it's like making a giant bow out of the collective that we're pulling the whole mm-hmm. thing back at once so if, if you like if if you take one finger and pull the bow and then you take the other finger and pull it and then take the other finger and pull it it doesn't have that much strength but if you take the whole hand and pull it the same mm-hmm. time it's going to have more power so if all of us are coordinating our meditations we can help kind of pull that collective inward and mm-hmm. cool it down and help because we are at a very intense point in history and it now is the time to really lean into your practice for the sake yeah. of everybody <laughs> absolutely and, you know, everything that's going on in the Ukraine and everything that's going on in the world, there are a lot of things that we're not even aware of. Yeah. Um, you, you know, the news is, that can't cover or doesn't want to cover everything, but there's things happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's an important, an important aspect. It's important to remember that. And also, um, 
just to reiterate once more that that you help suffering in one place and you're helping it everywhere. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I like to think of it as we're like, <coughs> there's stress going on in the collective and you know, the universe is like, okay, who is cleaning? Oh, okay. All these people. Okay. That's where we need to head to, you know, right. clean that. So if you're feeling a little anxious in your practice or a lot of things are happening, it's because you know, yeah. as a meditator, you kind of become a channel to clean whatever is happening on an individual mm-hmm. and in a collective way in, in a collective level. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, we're part of a, a community of teachers, so we always check in with each other. We have like little WhatsApp groups. We're just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, are you guys feeling what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. so, so we are able to kind of connect with each other in a way that um, lets us have shared experience around when we feel like we're purifying a lot of the collective stress mm-hmm. at once. Um, but that's what every meditator is doing. So you'll note, you'll notice if it feels like there's a little extra in your meditation getting purified, or if your meditations are feeling shallow, or if it just feels like, oh, gosh, this isn't mine, mm-hmm. you know, as Austin Power says, <laughs> I don't know if I can torture you with another bad accent tonight. <laughs> please do. Please do. It's not mine. <laughs> that was really good. That was awful. We need Matt Ringrose to do that. <laughs> we'll have him on a guest. Yeah. He's another oh, teacher. <laughs> he's an amazing teacher in Australia and he's really funny. That would be amazing. He's, he's a cool like guest a- to have. He's got like a Liverpool accent, so we could get him on. It's not mine, baby. It's not my stress, baby. I had a student that she reported that today. Like, I know this isn't mine. I'm like, yeah, it's the collective. Yeah. She's like, I feel great in my everyday life. Just my meditations are awful. I'm like, yeah, that's the collective. That's a flavor of what the collective is feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at any time you get in a room with someone who's who's really stressed out, you can feel it, right? You can Mm -hmm. feel that energy field. Well, it's that it's like a giant cloud over the earth right now. And, um, and fear, fear and anger, those come from an other consciousness state. And so, um, we need to get to that place in our meditation where there is no other. And that lessens both the anger lessons and the fear lesson, even mm-hmm. for us individually. And for the whole, the court, it's like a big cloud. I, or, or another analogy is like, if a house is on fire, you know, you need to like address the whole fire. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, we need, we need to get to that suffering and ignorance that's everywhere. And, and so wherever you're at, wherever you are in the world, um, you are, you are in that place for the exact right reason and for contacting the right people. Um, so, so, you know, there's always, we never have to feel helpless because there's always something we can do to help. Mm-hmm. And we are doing a lot already, Mm -hmm. even though it may not feel like it, the practice is already a lot. And if you feel like you want to do more, you can, but you're already doing a lot. Absolutely. Like it to let yourself off the hook, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like it's, it's, um, you know, we, as meditators, we are leading, we're the leading Mm -hmm. edge of that collective cooling so and you know people may not know what you're doing it's it's, but this isn't about credit you know this isn't Mm -hmm. about like posting that you know oh I've 
donated this much or I've done this. It's this is about, you know, just having an influence. Yeah. Um, so thank you all so much. You all notice I said you all. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Not y'all. Thank you all so much for listening to us tonight. And we are so happy to be back. We promise we won't be gone as long as we were this past. <laughs> I don't even want it. I think it was like the beginning of February, the last time we yeah, probably. Recorded. But we're so, back. <laughs> we're back in business. And um, if you want to catch any of our former podcasts, you can go on our website, meditationwithoutborders.net. And hope you all have a lovely rest of your evening or day or wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is. Jager Dev. Thank Jager you Dev. so much. Bye.